Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Hello listeners and thank you for tuning in to Well Within Reach podcast brought to you by Riverside Healthcare. I'm your host Liz Healy and joining me today is Deanna Booker who is the SANE program coordinator here at Riverside. Thank you for joining us today Deanna. Hello, thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know that you're not a first-time guest in our podcast, but let's just remind some listeners what you do here at Riverside. So as you mentioned, I am the coordinator to the sexual assault program here at Riverside. I'm a registered nurse who had specialized training to become a sexual assault nurse examiner. Okay, so it kind of makes you an expert on the sexual assault awareness and, you know, how important it is to report sexual assault and that there's not a stigma attached to it. I read that sexual assault is one of the most underreported violent crimes in the U.S. and there's even an entire month dedicated to bringing awareness to sexual assault. Why is it so important that we spread awareness of this issue? Because there's so many people in America that are sexually assaulted every day and every year. We are likely to know someone that has been sexually assaulted. Bringing awareness to our community and to our country is important because we want to empower people who have been assaulted. We want to empower people that have been assaulted to come forward and to get the medical care and the counseling that they need and deserve. Okay, are there some myths that might go along with reporting sexual assault that would kind of create a barrier for people. They might think that this is something that's true, but it's really not. Absolutely. There's so many myths that people will believe or they'll hear from other people, such as some people believe that a husband and a wife or a wife cannot rape their spouse or sexually assault them, which is a myth. Anytime that someone is forced or coerced to engage in a sexual activity, that they do not consent to is sexual assault. So that is a very common myth among communities and cultural beliefs that a husband and wife couldn't rape their spouse. There's some other myths as well, such as men can't be raped, which is false. About 92,000 men are raped each year in the United States. So the myth that a man can't be raped is completely inaccurate. Do you think that there is a certain myth that is surprising to people that they wouldn't even think of uh, when they start to think about sexual assault? Oftentimes when someone's sexually assaulted, they hesitate to report it or to seek care. They are embarrassed. They feel that they might be blamed. And many times the reason is because culture has a myth that there's so many people that false report, that say that they were assaulted when they really weren't. The truth to that is only about four to eight percent of all reports are found false. So with that being said, over 90 percent of sexual assaults that are reported are true. So that is a very common myth among our culture that people will report it even though it's not true. Okay, so false reporting doesn't happen as often as people might think, but are there questions that you know, you might get often when someone's approached you about reporting a sexual assault, whether it happened to themselves or to a friend who's maybe worried about coming forward, that are there frequently asked questions you often get? So many times. There's so many 
ideas that uh, there's going to be retaliation, that they won't be believed, that they can't afford the care that comes along with going to the emergency room and seeking care. So a couple of myths are that the, the police won't believe them, that they won't be believed among their peers, which is sometimes true because of our culture. However, as a sexual assault nurse, we have special training to show us the trauma-informed approach to always believe our patient that if someone's coming forward with such a significant trauma to their life and they're telling a complete stranger that this happened, this is truth. The other piece to that is that there's going to be retaliation. A sexual assault survivor in our state can come forward and never disclose their name to anyone besides to the healthcare provider. So they can come to the emergency department and receive full care that they will not even have an expense out of pocket and never disclose their name. They can have evidence collected and have full treatment without disclosing who they are. And that's something that our state developed a couple of years ago and is very impactful to the survivor. Yeah, not having the stress of knowing that you know, there's this huge medical bill that could come out of that definitely should help ease that tension, that financial burden would be on them. So when it comes to someone coming to, let's say, Riverside's emergency department, what are some ways that Riverside helps support survivors of sexual assault? So when the SANE program was established in 2017, we began encouraging nurses to go to training to get that foundation, to get the understanding of how to care for a patient in a trauma-informed manner. We encouraged the nurses all to learn. Every healthcare provider in the emergency room has a training that was created specific for sexual assault. So everyone in, working in the emergency department has had training. This is a special patient, and we need to take that into consideration. Something else that our hospital supports is they have a SANE coordinator. That's myself. I have communications and relationships throughout our community with community partners to always be up to date on the most improved care to provide and to give resources to the patient in our community to help them after they leave our emergency department. So the difference between a SANE certified RN and a regular RN is that they have that special training to spot those situations where a sexual assault might have occurred. Is that correct? So the difference is that a registered nurse who's gone on to specialized training does have training based on the trauma-informed approach. So that means we as a nurse understand what a patient has gone through. The way that they present to the emergency department is completely normal because there's no correct way to respond after such a traumatic event has happened to someone. So we are able to identify that. We're also trained in forensic evidence collection, a very specialized training, and all of the other guidelines that come with the care to the sexual assault patient. Okay, so if someone wanted to refer a patient to the same program at Riverside, how would they go about doing that? We have an open door policy. So you explain to the patient, I heard that Riverside has a sexual assault program and they have nurses there that are trained how to take care of you and encourage them to seek care. 
mostly for their health. We want to make sure that that patient is healthy and we can treat them for any kind of injuries or illnesses they might have received during the assaults, Mm -hmm. encourage them to come to the emergency room. If a person has a friend or loved one who wants to seek help for a sexual assault but doesn't have the courage to go and seek it themselves, is there something you could kind of way to help them encourage people to go and get? First of all, if a patient's ready to come and get help, that's great. It's not always going to happen, though. And as someone who cares for someone else who's been assaulted, you have to understand that we we would never force anything, and we would never make anyone get treatment or report. It's at their time. So when they're ready and they feel that they can do it, then we would say, I will be there for you. I believe you. I support you. There's community resources available to us. We have a advocacy center right here in Kankakee, Clove Alliance. They offer counseling. They offer advocacy services. We work Riverside ER and Clove Alliance work very closely together to provide those resources to that patient. So if they're not quite ready to talk about the event, maybe they are ready just for some counseling. That's something that can be encouraged as well. The Clove Alliance sounds like a great resource for survivors. Uh, Are there other available resources in the Kankakee community that can help survivors of sexual assault? There are. There are quite a few other community partners that we have here in our county and community, one being the Child Advocacy Center Child Network. They specialize with children. So a child who would be sexually or physically abused can be referred to our children's network. We also have uh, Harbor House that helps with domestic violence and intimate partner violence. And there's many, many other community resources that we have here. It's great that we have so many community resources available in this area. Is there anything else we should know to help bring awareness of sexual assaults? If there's One point that I could hit the most is to remember to support and to believe. The reason that this crime and this situation is so underreported is because people feel that they will not be believed. So if you know someone or someone tells you that they are assaulted, the number one thing that you can do is to believe them, support them, and tell them that if they ever need you, that you'll be there. It's very important to remember to believe people who have survived a sexual assault experience in their life. One in 10 men and one in six women have experienced sexual assault at some point in their life. Thank you for tuning in to Well Within Reach podcast with Deanna Booker, the SANE program coordinator here at Riverside, and your host, Liz Healy. To learn more about the SANE program at Riverside, visit riversidehealthcare.org or call 779 701 2368.